Hey guys, it's Monday morning espresso time again. I am so excited. I just wanted to tell you, I did something hilarious just now and tried to make like a promo video <laughs> for my podcasts to say like, hey, come listen to my podcast. And for some reason, like I sound like I'm scripted when I'm talking on video, even though I'm not. It's just very much like doing this podcast, which clearly is unscripted. I don't know if you could tell. But anyway, wish me luck because I'm trying to see about starting some new video things and I just don't want them to be gitchy where I sound like I'm scripted and I'm not a real person. So that's my next venture. Keep your eyes open for that. Um, I actually, this past week, have been wrestling with God about something, and I wanted to share that with you because I've just always kept it real here on the podcast. Anyway, that is uh, wrestling with God about delay, and, um, you know, I have been fighting through some anxieties and some questioning of the delay of some things in my life over the past couple of years and really just needed encouragement from the Lord about it as I walked into a new year with still some things being unknown on my horizons. And I felt very compelled, as I mentioned last week, to look at the story of Lazarus and also the story of um, the dry bones in Ezekiel. But today I just wanted to look briefly with you at the story of Lazarus, which is in John chapter 11. If you could see my Bible right now, you would see that it is completely covered up in notes. Um, because this has really been just speaking to my heart and there's a lot here. I think I'm going to potentially do a blog devotional about it. So keep your eyes open. But I wanted to bring it to your attention first. Um, right away in the chapter, we see this story of how Lazarus, who was one of Jesus's friends, got sick. And someone came to Jesus, who was in another town, and said, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. And verse 5 says, So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, Lazarus, Martha and Mary, if you don't know, were Lazarus's sisters, he stayed where he was for the next two days. So basically someone comes to him and says, Your friend is like on the verge of death. And it says, even though Jesus loved Lazarus and loved Martha and Mary, he delayed two days. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like me where you're tempted to think, oh, Jesus must not love me because he's not coming and I need him now because I'm dying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sure that you have felt that at one time or another. But if we can really grab hold of this story... I think it will lend us some courage for those kinds of situations. Um, we, as you, we can see through scripture how much Jesus loved this family. I mean, really, we see about Martha and Mary so much, like how dear they were to his heart. And we can, uh, imagine that Lazarus was close to him as well. We know that he was because it says that he was his dear friend. Um, but, 
It was in love that he stayed where he was for the next two days. If we keep going, we read about the disciples and how he finally says to the disciples when they decide to leave to go see Lazarus. Jesus says to them in verse 11, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. So he says straight to their faces, Lazarus was sick, he's not sleeping, he's dead. But for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there when it happened, because now you will really believe. Maybe they were confused by this logic, like, will believe what? Because on the outside, it kind of looks like Jesus passed up an opportunity to heal his friend. But as we keep going, we see the reason for why he said this. Now you will really believe. We find out later, when he gets there, that Lazarus had already actually been dead for four days. And in Hebrew tradition at that time... There was this superstition, kind of, that the spirit of a person hovered around a body for four days, and then it left. So there was somewhat of a hope of resuscitation for those four days. So after that time had passed, Jesus shows up, and everyone is just overcome with grief. Martha comes to him and she says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, this is important to me. This next part, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? So she comes back and says, basically, I believe in eternity. And I know that I have been guilty when things get really hard of saying, I don't know if anything is going to be great again <laughs> in this life. Like, it's hard to get my hopes up, but at least I have eternity. And okay, maybe that's good sometimes. We always should have our eyes fixed on eternity, Definitely. It is a real reward that we should be looking forward to. Definitely. But it kind of shows our lack of faith in who God can be now, in who Jesus is now, the resurrection and the life now. And that's what Martha was saying to him. Um, so then he goes and he sees Mary, and she also says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And he doesn't respond to her like he does to Martha. I read a, a commentary yesterday saying, oh, if we had only known the differences in their tone of voice. Like, was one accusing and one just sharing her heart in its raw reality of pain? I don't know, but... It's just interesting. It says then that Jesus grew angry, and I, I might talk about that next week because that was like a really powerful revelation about why he was angry. But let's go back. You know the end of the story. He goes and he raises Lazarus from the dead, right? But here's what was super encouraging to me in this season was sometimes things have to get like really fully, fully dead 
for us to get to the place where we can really fully, fully see the miracles of God. In the Ezekiel story, which I hope that I will be able to write about or talk about in the podcast also soon, but one thing I want to mention is it's a valley of dry bones. It's not a valley of corpses that God breathes life back into. It's not even a valley of bones that have been there only briefly, so still have some moisture in them. They're dry bones. Like, these are dead, dead, dead bones. And God brings them back to back to life after they're fully dead. That is the same with this story of Lazarus. He gets to a place of full death, like even where the superstitions of the Hebrew people cannot be the thing to explain the power of what happens in this situation. So when Jesus comes in and he says, I am the resurrection and the life, like I am life, I am greater than death. And he actually raises from the dead someone who is so fully, fully dead that even the smallest glimmer of hope for resuscitation is no longer there. That's when the Lord raises him. Now, a lot of us are not going to experience like I said last week, true like resurrection of someone who's dead from the dead. I hope some of us do because that would be sweet. But I really believe this story is meant for us who have God dreams in so many ways because you know that if you have a God dream, you're going to experience its death in one way or another, either because uh, a circumstance makes it look impossible, because someone betrays you maybe, because someone in your life actually dies. For so many things and so many reasons, our dreams can die. And I think, at least for me, I am actually like quite an optimist when it comes to people and relationships and my dreams. And it takes a lot for me to let it go and to say this thing is dead. But in some areas of my life right now, even I'm like, okay, I have to just let this die. And even after reading this story, I'm like, it needs to like fully, fully die. I need to stop even trying to keep this thing on life support because it is not working and the breath of God is not in it. Like, I just need to let it die. Even because only then can God really come in and show his true power in this situation. And that, my friends, is very encouraging to me in like the weirdest way where there are a couple of things in my life where I'm like, okay, just show me how to let this die so that you can make it live again because I want to see your glory. I want to see your power. I want to truly believe. Like you said to the disciples, I'm glad I wasn't there for now you will really believe. And I have been asking sometimes to Jesus, like, where have you been? Why weren't you here? Why didn't you come and heal this when you could have? But he delayed for a reason. I am choosing to believe that with all my heart because you know what? He has never failed me yet. And as many times as the enemy tries to lie to my mind that I am forgotten, that I am forsaken, it is absolutely not true. And sometimes Jesus decides to let something die just so he can come in and show us once again who is God. And who is God? It is him and him alone, and no amount of human manipulation or resuscitation can make this thing come back to life. It is only 
Jesus. So that was what I wanted to share today. I am going to be writing about it as well. But you know what? It's great to have multiple reminders of the same thing until it sinks in. I hope that this has encouraged you. I would really, really love to see your reviews on iTunes this year. I am unabashedly trying to build the platform of Gobby Ruth. And I say that with hesitation because the reason behind it is I'm really trying to publish the book that I wrote, The Footsteps of a Dreamer. And I'm seeing more and more how important it is to be responsible with your platform and build your platform in order to get a message the Lord has entrusted to you out into the world. So if you can leave me a review on iTunes, I would appreciate it so much. I just want to glorify the Lord with this. Really, honestly, that is my heart. I want you to know him unmistakably and unashamedly and to know that he is fully loving you and has a purpose for your life. And that is the reason why I want to build this platform is so that so many more of you can understand that reality and the enemy can stop messing with my generation and making them give up on their dreams. So thank you for your support. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to see your comments on gobbyroof.com. I have to say, I get you know, quite a few people come and read my blog posts, but no one leaves me comments. So be one of those people who leaves me a comment. So I don't feel like I'm just writing into the, I don't know, the universe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to re- leave me a comment, but I would love it. I'm not kidding about that. Um, and also tell me if you would be interested in doing a video study like a discipleship program with me via video, maybe Facebook Live, maybe pre-recorded, I'm not sure yet, but probably through a Facebook platform to go through Here Comes the Dreamer, my 31-day devotional that you can get on Amazon. I was thinking it would be so cool to get a group of people together to walk through that. Um, all, it's split into five sections, so I'd probably do it over five weeks and go through Here Comes the Dreamer together on Facebook. So let me know if you are interested in doing that, and I'm excited to see where that goes and set that up soon. I hope you all have an amazing week, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.